0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the RIP to our podcast. We do have another history episode for you today, which we are very excited about. Uh, I am Gary, one of your tour guides, and like always, I can't do this show by myself. So I have the other tour guides. Tim, how are you, sir? Good morning. Am I actually a tour guide or am I still just a permanent guest?
1: Who knows at this point? I just stayed on ever since you asked me that, that first, you know, episode and I haven't left. <laughs> just you know, I'm like I'm like your
0: crazy uncle you can't get rid of or something. I don't just know. Just kept it's the laptop top. running for the last three years. That's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Gary? I'm good, thank you. Um been playing a lot of Hogwarts Legacy. Very Yeah, you guys you guys making me jealous about that. Should've got a PS five bro instead of a, a MacBook. You want me to podcast or you want me to play video games?
2: <laughs> Ash, how are you? Good morning, gents. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Happy to uh, get back to recording. We've recorded a few episodes recently. Get back to the grind now, but um, yeah, good. I will Ash, ask you how you are, because Tim's already done that, just so I'm not being rude, you know? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, Luke's at
0: work, so he couldn't join us today, but uh... hey, Luke. Hey, Luke. Enjoy work. <laughs> but yeah, guys, um, obviously the speculation hasn't fully kicked off this season yet, so we are continuing with the history episodes. And uh, this year, or this this year, this episode, we are up to Horror Night 7, which was titled Frightmares. And uh, Tim, we we send you yep. back in time, didn't we? Yeah, man. That thing is... Uh, that thing needs some work, <laughs> man. We
1: need to get... We, <laughs> just... Each time I go back, it just gets worse and worse.
0: Well, but it was fun. It was fun. Well, he were back in time, so uh, he went and did a, a scouting report for us. So should we have a listen? Let's go.
1: Halloween Horror Nights 7, titled as Frightmares, was the seventh annual Halloween Horror Nights event held at Universal Studios Florida. The tagline for the event was, You'll Never Sleep Again. The event featured three haunted houses, one scare zone, three shows, a parade, and ran for 17 days from October 3rd to November 1st, 1997. The event ran for 17 days on October 3rd and 4th, 10th and 11th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 22nd, and then the 24th through the 31st, which included a record of eight consecutive days. Non-peak nights ran from 7 p.m. to 12 a.m., and Fridays and Saturdays ran from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. During this event, the New York area was open from 5.30 p.m. to upgraded stay-and-screened guests, which included dancers and music and the availability to run one-home house prior to the event officially opening. Single admission to the event was $39.50 plus tax and was $29.75 to Florida and Georgia residents. Florida residents could also purchase a ticket in advance from Ticketmaster at $24.75 plus tax with a valid Pepsi or Taco Bell coupon. Two hotel packages were offered including a one-night hotel spectacular priced at $59 and a two-night, gory getaway priced at $99. The first of the three haunted houses was Tombs of Terror, located in the Earthquake Queue. The description for the house was, A terrifying journey into a New Orleans cemetery leads you deeper and deeper into the dark world of bloodthirsty vampires, murderous mutants, and deranged, chainsaw-toting maniacs. From the concept art, the facade was an elaborate old building with broken windows and marble pillars to form a sort of porch. Secondly, located in Nazarenes was Hotel Hell, which was described as more than just the walls are falling down at the Hotel Hell. What was once one of the best hotels in New York City, and today is not even its shadow, in the Hotel Hell today, some terribly disturbing guests live. Calamities, murders, and evil swarm within its walls, which seem to drip blood. If you enter the Hotel Hell, you may never sleep well again. This house would feature several rooms from a haunted hotel. The concept art showed an old boarded-up hotel where guests enter through the main office. Universal Classic Monsters made an appearance once again in Universal Museum of Horror, located in Soundstage 22. The description read, the world's only museum where the guards have to warn the exhibits not to touch the visitors. Here, all your favorite classic Universal Monsters and present-day horror icons come to life, much to your dismay. Once again, this was a dual-path house with one side dedicated to the classic monsters and one side solely dedicated to modern-day horror icons. The facade was a large black and gray sign that said Museum of Horror. On the classic side, a huge room with a gothic-looking lobby with brick pillars, candelabras, and silverware laid out on a table. Dark and tight jump-scare corridors were used between sequences. Frankenstein's monster was in a cage in an electric chair, and he would get out when the strobes hit. Dracula, Phantom, and The Mummy were also reported as featuring. The modern horror icon path featured scenes from The Candyman, Poltergeist, The Exorcist, and Scream. It also featured a sci-fi area, possibly The X-Files, Jason Leatherface and Freddy were also reported to be in this side of the maze, but it's unconfirmed. The Solo Scare Zone once again was located in Amity and was a return of Midway of the Bazaar. Again, the Scare Zone brought the party atmosphere to the streets with a myriad of shows and performers from skeletons to voodoo kings to entertain the partygoers. The event guide description for 1997 said, Beware the knife-wielding clowns and horrifying sideshow acts. Try your luck and win a prize or lose your life. This version was very similar to the prior year with the added novelty of carnival games guests could play and win. The first show was Abracadaver, located on the Animal Actors stage. The description read, Evil magicians take to the stage in this horror magic show where members of the audience can volunteer to be sawed in half and thirds and quarters and sixteenths. During the five performances per night, guests would be chosen to be cut in half on stage. Next was Frightmares on Mel's drive-in stage. Guests were invited to party loud enough to wake the dead. Your worst nightmares take center stage as some of your favorite stars gather for an all-night, tongue-in-cheek rock-and-roll spectacular. Covers of famous rock-and-roll songs were played to guests with different scare actors on and around the stage. Festival of the Dead Parade returned which followed the same parade route as 1996. The rendition of the parade was based on the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. The parade was similar to the previous year, but without the Cryptkeeper and an added float that paid homage to the Lord of Darkness. The event guide billed it as the streets come alive with The Walking Dead in this ghoulish procession of nightmarish floats, costume creatures, and ghostly surprises. The final show was a return of Bill and Ted in Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure 6, The Final Frontier. A Star Trek theme starts the show as Kirk and Picard descend into Gotham City in 1880. Rides and attractions that were open. Terminator 2, 3D Battle Across Time, Hollywood. Confrontation, New York. The Fantastic World of Hanna-Barbera, Production Central. E.T. Adventure, World Expo. Earthquake, The Big One, San Francisco. Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review, San Francisco. Jaws, Amity. Back to the Future, The Ride, World Expo. Additional attractions. Cyber Mirror at the Bantages Theater was a Kodak experience with distorted mirrors. House of Frankenstein. Soundstage 54, see props, makeup, and special effects from NBC's new Frankenstein miniseries. Hercules and Xena, sound stage forty-four. Originally, a murder she wrote attraction.
0: So, Tim, how was it? Yes, yes sir. It was great. I would welcome like, back I, Tim. I wish, I wish I was at that event. Could you, could you not bring back some of those prices from? From that year. I I mean, that would be fantastic, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) I am so scared to see what this year's prices are going to be.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, yeah, Ash, you are the historian. That is the reason we brought you onto the show, because you know everything and everything. Do you want to take it away?
2: Yeah. So we'll kind of do a similar format as usual. Um, Tim kindly stepped back in time for us, so we'll go over everything in terms of the outliers of the actual event and then we'll go over the um scare zones and shows then we'll do the mazes and any kind of miscellaneous pieces at the end um they are so yeah so let's just start with the um event and event tagline itself you'll never sleep again we get into this era now where uh, you know um we had journey into fear uh we also got you never sleep again or you'll never sleep again this year which which is pretty fitting with the event guide which we'll touch on um as well so let me ask you do you, do you like these kind of taglines that go with instead of just halloween horror night seven do you like the little taglines that go with it i do i like the taglines
0: some of them are good some of them are not so good but i do like yeah. that but i do
1: like the taglines yeah I agree. yeah what about was
0: that i mean you know that that's probably with 80 he was the one that was you know the most talked about um oh. <laughs> but I, I do quite enjoy you know seeing them on the merch and the t-shirts and prints and stuff like that i think it just adds a little little bit extra um except 30 we'll just forget about that one
2: yeah i like it it kind of separates it because the last the last three you know we like the curse the crypt keeper journey into fear and then you'll never sleep again which is which is going to be a bit of a theme for the next few years having that little tagline but i think this one goes really really good with the um event guide and the marketing so i really like that one um like tim has already said this event did feature three haunted houses that was the same from last year one official scare zone um the ad experiences which we'll touch on as well uh three shows and the parade festival of the Dead parade back again uh 17 days uh, from october the 3rd it finished on november the 1st uh, which is just how the uh, the calendar fell that year, which was two more days than last year. So we are getting that, you know, the event is it's you building know building up. It's building it up. It is it's building up an extra two days. You know, just think now we're October third, so we're almost pushing into those September days, there, boys. Oh yeah.
1: Um. So then we had a we have a commercial for the event. Mm-hmm. Um. The you'll never sleep again. Basically, a guy's trying to sleep, and this little, like, green-like-looking demon is just, like, biting at his eyelids to keep him awake. Um, the The Universal Arches can be seen with the voiceover saying, The Fright Bear continues at Halloween Horror Night 7 uh, with real real clips from the past events and uh, clips of guests running for their lives. So I think that's kind of cool, too. So should we play the commercial? Are you going to play
0: that, Gary? Yeah. That's cool for it.
2: You'll never sleep again.
0: universal studios the fright man continues with halloween horror night seven new terrorists who haunt your memory starting october third <laughs> you're going to have a fiendishly good time
2: after all this party is for you i've invited a few celebrities oh you'll know them they're dying to meet you
0: i just love that party <laughs>
1: Farewell. Your
2: wish is my <laughs> <laughs> to the the <laughs> <laughs> Dance, my <goodness. laughs>
0: studios you never sleep again now obviously we are yeah uh, we watched the video but listening to that audio only i feel like we need a fast and the furious overlay for horror night <laughs> <laughs> what it just sounded like a whole party vibe i just think it would be really oh cool. my god it can't be worse
2: than fast and furious put it that way oh no i so, i think some I strong think that, words that, there yeah that's really strong well i think it, it kind of i love that one i love the the little imp biting on the i don't know about you boys when it kind of horror movies as well and there's anything with eyes that really kind of it's very visceral you know it makes me uh uncomfortable cringe a little bit uncomfortable yes yes <laughs> yeah exactly and then yeah you like know, you say, said yeah, just, just listening to that if you feel like you close your eyes because we've seen the commercial if you just close your eyes and listen without seeing the commercial it's everything that advertises like the halloween party you can hear people laughing and screaming you can hear the music you can hear the chainsaws it's just yeah that's, that's, a, that's a really good one that commercial now, speaking
0: of imp the event brochure um was similar to the commercial and it had the imp-like creature biting on the eyelid of a victim like you've just said um and a clever play on words yeah the creature was named Igo or i go um, which is making ash very uncomfortable um, the rights mm-hmm. to the creature were acquired <laughs> from a band called as a a Crocus, who released an album yes. with almost uh, identical creatures pictured on the artwork, um, and again it was on merchandise, posters, in coins that were thrown from the parade, which I would love to have seen. Yeah, bring this parade back. Can
1: can they do that? I I know they can't now, but man, that would be so much fun. Hundred percent. That makes me mad. Makes me mad. All right, let's go over let's go over the pricing cuz you know, we're never going to get these prices again. <laughs> no. So, single admission to this event was 39.50 plus tax. And then for Florida and Georgia residents, it was 29.75. Uh, Florida residents could also purchase a ticket in advance from Ticketmaster at 24.75 plus tax with a valid Pepsi or Taco Bell coupon. Those are always fun. And then they ha- they offered two hotel packages, uh, one night hotel spectacular priced at 59 bucks and a two night gory getaway priced at $99. Man, you can't even beat those hotel prices, too. You can't even get a room on a right? day for $99. <laughs> right. And that's two nights, too. That's great. Two nights. That's awesome. Like look how cheap that is. If you went for two nights, right? So basically 100 bucks. And then if you went both nights, you're talking, let's say you're a Florida resident. So $160 to stay and go to the event for two nights. That's amazing. What? Yeah. Can we bring these prices back, please? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't like how they are, including the Georgia residents as well. They're trying to you know well, trying to get I, the uh I you, help.
1: I mean, yes, I think that makes sense, especially in the beginning, because they're probably, you know, trying to pull in more people. Um, and I know we'll get into it later, but watching some of those videos, you can actually see how crowded the event is.
0: Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. gaining traction.
2: Yeah. So all right so shall we so shall we move on to the scare zones and shows yeah yeah we'll save the uh kind of use the use method we normally use we kind of save those mazes uh to last so yeah the solo scare zone or uh, street experience if you will was midway the bazaar which was located in the amity area again the kind of delivered on the promise of making this you know the you know the halloween party but this scare zone Brought the atmosphere to the streets had shows sideshow performers uh, we had skeletons voodoo kings um and then in the um this version was similar to last year's um and it has like carnival because amity had carnival games in there anyway so it had that whole kind of sideshow carnival games also as well now i do want to give a shout out here because um every time this person releases a video it's always retro kind of Orlando videos whether it's Universal SeaWorld uh, it's Rich it's Richard it's, it's French a lot of it's in French but it's translated but it's honestly the quality um, I know you you were just talking about it Kim like for 1997 on one of those huge Dude, cameras how good is that quality that restoration
1: it's fantastic and then also in one of the videos I don't remember which one you see him catch like a real deal film crew filming yes so, this leads me to believe, and we've talked about this before, where are all the videos that Universal have on
2: these events? Yeah, yeah, because I think he actually put what he, what he what he was looking at, basically, and he said Universal was filming yep. a Halloween Horror Nights commercial, maybe for the next year's commercial, maybe, you know, that's when it might have been. That's crazy. You know, for the Halloween Horror Nights 8 commercial, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, they've, they've, they they've must have archives of these. There's got to be a dark
0: room you know, that nobody goes in somewhere that's just got uh, reels and reels of footage. Let us
1: in. Let us in. We want to come <laughs> in and check it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, Bobby, I mean, these are... Uh, when I say relics, I mean relics because you think footage from 1997, especially on, um, you know, whatever media it was at the time, it doesn't usually stand the test of time, but the way he's restored it to post youtube it's probably never played that tape before <laughs> so it's it's uh it's pretty fresh but i will link it because he has the shows from this year he has maybe like 50 60 minutes worth of just kind of roaming yeah the scare zones as well now it was only uh highlighted as one scare zone but I know in hollywood uh between like central park and hollywood boulevard is where the um where all the chainsaws were uh with the chainsaw drill team around there and they were just Kind of big guys and women shirtless you know just kind of F for you and also they had aliens and it's, it's not it's not linked anywhere they had aliens in hollywood boulevard and they'd interact with guests they'd sit on the benches and then they had like men in suits too which was like with the um like the men in black which was a bit of a strange one because it wasn't announced or uh you know, it wasn't on the event guide or anything, but aliens were also in Hollywood Boulevard, and then the Men in Black were, like, chasing them too, which I thought was pretty strange. But again, on that video, it shows everything, which is really cool. Then, yes, sir. When did Men in Black, the All ride, right. open? Uh, was it uh, late 90s?
0: Not just because if it was, like, you know, like, could it be the Easter Egg? Maybe. I can, I can have a right. quick look now. Um, if it was going to... Because Universal are known for doing things like that, dropping little hints and stuff um so yeah. that would have been a cool little easter egg everyone would have been thinking well, why is it men in black here?"
2: <laughs> yeah it was a week because it's not advertised anywhere and then obviously you know it's on there but um yeah 2000 it opened there's so still three, so three i'm assuming three years you know around 97 they would have known they were going to build it but what about the movie though because the you, you know the movie could be out then maybe 97 yeah. yeah 1997 it was released that makes sense yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That was Interesting. a good, good shout. I did not I didn't even thought of that because... Is it, a, is it a Universal movie or was it distributed by Universal? I know the new ones is. obviously, is. Right. I'm not too sure if the old ones are. Oh, they, might, they might just bought the rights to it. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, so that, that is probably the reason then. You know, they might have been advertising the upcoming movie, possibly. Yeah. But yeah, cool.
1: Nice. Shout. All right. The first show was Cadaver. And that's not to be confused with a, a Varda Kadarva there, Gary, because I know you've been playing <laughs> Harry Potter a lot. So, um, this was uh, located on the Animal Actors stage. Uh, basically, this was a, a show where um, guests got to um, get themselves cut in half on stage. Nice. How do, woo, that's pretty fantastic. Um, and next was Frightmares on Mel's Drive-In stage, which was covered, uh, which basically was uh, rock and roll songs played to guests with different scare actors, you know, on and around the stage. Um, so I think that sounds like just like a big party
2: atmosphere, right? Yeah. There. I think they do this one a lot as well. The, yeah. um, you know, the stage one and the, the person I just mentioned, the Eve Richard or Richard, he has both of these in full, um, uh, which is just unreal. Okay. Um, so again, I'll link, um, some of those, um, as well on there. Um, but yeah, I think the, 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 um, Fry Mare's one. I know there was like singers and dancers on there, and they were doing like a meatloaf song. You know, just kind of party vibes. And then, yeah, the whole Abracadabra show is on there too, which is relics. Like I said, I was speaking. I'd really like this. Sorry, quantum.
1: Like I was just gonna say, I really like to see people getting cut in half, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just want to see what what how they did this, because you know if they're bringing guests up, you know they gotta they gotta get them in on this. You know what I mean? I just think yeah. it, I just think that's
0: just so cool. Now speaking of party vibe, the Festival of the Dead parade returned again, um, followed the same route as nineteen eighty six, and I will die on my deathbed saying I wish this would come back. Ah, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, rendition for sure. of the parade it was based actually on the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Um, it was similar to previous year, but without the Crypt Keeper and added float that paid homage to the Lord of Darkness,
2: Luke. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> yeah. And this again, I know I've kind of gone over this ad nauseum just for the moment. The person I just mentioned has the whole parade in full as well. Mm. It's just amazing. They have like the the choppers on there. One of them is um, it's so it looks like a Gill man. is like the front of the floor, and like he's reaching up out the water, and it has like pumpkins on it, and there's like a person dangling from the middle. Um and yeah this is in full and i will link that um as well but yeah like you boys said i'd love to see just any rendition uh, of this you know because the cause I mardi just, gras gets busy and they still can do that so i'm just thinking even if they're doing yeah, the one time it, you know,
0: like a halloween style yeah. during the day i
1: don't know i i think it's just so logistically it's going to be an absolute nightmare for them to bring this back think about all of the props i mean because If you're talking about this year, right, 97, they only had one scare zone. Yeah. So there's really not much to, you know, get out of the way in that parade route. But when you're talking about five scare zones and the parade is definitely going through probably most of those areas, it's kind of hard where you have all those props and stuff out. Yeah. It's a shame because I would love this parade to come back too yeah link this up because you guys got to watch this it's it's really really yeah, amazing
2: i agree i, th- I would definitely urge people to watch or link as well um yeah so finally um in terms of shows and scare zones is fan favorite bill and ted's excellent halloween um adventure so i'm just going to go through this um let now this is i would love to us in this one i am a Star Trek fan, uh, this is Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure 6, the final frontier. So I would have just right off the bat, I would have loved to send this one. So let's just go through it. And then, yeah, so the final show was the sixth rendition of Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure. Don't forget, it was not uh, Friday nights. It was not there. So the four moves arrived. Uh, Bill and Ted appear and they got a call from a big record company for a deal. Um, captains Kirk and Picard. Tell and said it was the Borg Queen. As are we all familiar with the Borg Queen? Nope. 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 Alrighty. So this is just gonna be for <laughs> <laughs> so Big this old silence for that one. <laughs> yeah, this is very niche then. Um I would say the Borg Queen um is I guess I don't think it's a direct, so something may have been, but it's very like Terra Queen. She's almost got kind of like the horns sort of in the back of the um, heads, if you will. She's a bit more gold, a bit more pale. Um, but have, yeah, she's... I have, have a
1: question, though. Is the mm-hmm. War Queen something from Star Trek? Star Trek, yes. Oh, okay. Okay, now that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, because this event was the Final Frontier, so uh, I'm not sure what came out that year. Um, I've been... Movie, possibly. Um, but yeah, the whole show is... Um, rather the round Star Trek so it's going to be pretty niche um but you know they always kind of you know crack on the pop culture uh, of that year but um yeah the ball queen appears uh with a klingon and kirk and picard try to fire at them it doesn't work um has they haven't been invented yet um and then Ellen Ripley from Alien appears um to hell with the men in black and the terminator so that's a it's a pretty good trio um and I'm wondering when Terminator yeah, Terminator Two was nineteen ninety one, and then Terminator Three wasn't until two thousand and three. So um, it's a bit of a strange one using Terminator, unless um, Battle Across Time. You know, the attraction maybe opened that year because, um, like you said, Gary, they normally do a good, good, uh, a good job on kind of advertising what's coming if yeah. you will. So yeah, Ellen River from Alien appears with Men in Black, which got released that year. Also, Terminator: The Ball Queen escapes with the phone booth, and then Kirk and Picard argue about who should be in charge. Uh, Bill calls back the Bill calls back the phone booth, and the Bull queen arrives with Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze, and Darth Vader. Um, so we always get the classic <laughs> heroes versus villains. What a trio that is! <laughs> <laughs> right, so Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze. So was, was Batman Returns '97? Uh, could be, possibly. possibly. Oh, Batman Forever. Maybe was it Batman Forever? Maybe it was that one? I think that was the one with Riddler, uh, wasn't it. Yes, or Batman and Robin. What, anyway? Oh, no, it would have been Batman and Robin. That was 1997, because that was the Uma Thurman poison ivy. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze. Uh So, yep, that makes sense. Batman and Robin was 1997. Um, And then uh, Picard and Kirk are thrown into the phone booth and transported away. Vader says, the force is with you, but you are not wild stallions yet. Um, Bill duels Vader with a lightsaber and lures him down the trap door and then tim you're gonna love this i know <laughs> ghost face appears damn um and he and mr freeze walk down uh bill and ted so more villains for bill and ted to uh battle uh the terminator tries to help but he falls down the well um that was very popular well there and then mr freeze freezes it uh bill and ted then call Batman and in comes Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. Um, The Men in Black blow up the stage with Poison Ivy on it, and they also shoot down the Boar Queen. Uh, The Men in Black now question how they will get back to the future, and then a DeLorean enters. And who comes out of the DeLorean? (laughs) Right. Makes no sense whatsoever. Makes no sense. This would be the cast of Seinfeld. (laughs) Get out of the car now. (laughs) So, the, the DeLorean comes on. I'm sure the smoke there. There's the maybe the. Da, 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 and then Seinfeld comes out. So, it's a bit of a. So, uh, my better half, Chelsea, she's seen Seinfeld so many times. I've always meant to watch it because I do like Kirby enthusiasm. I do like David. I like that kind of humor. Has anyone, has anyone seen Seinfeld here? Yes, sir. Nah, no, not me. Uh, is, 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 no. Did you enjoy it, Tim? Uh, yes. It's actually quite funny. Okay. Because I just didn't mean to watch it. That's why I'm asking. Um, And it's always, it's there on Netflix all the time. And um, you know, when you, when you spend half an hour trying to figure out what you want to watch, it always hovers around Seinfeld, but I never get to it. Um, but anyway, so the the DeLorean, they fix the DeLorean while they dance to a greased lightning. Another, because uh, then... that, that makes sense? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think anything makes sense in these Bill and Ted. And then this um, next part is just, just blowing my mind. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ghostface also reveals that he is Austin Powers. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean those Austin Powers movies were um so popular uh at the time and you are going to see um somebody from Austin Powers movies, Dr. Real. He's gonna have a big, big part in the history of Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure. So that's gonna come full circle um so finally the song and the dance finale begins the men in black have a rap and a break dance kind of battle to their theme song uh ball queen bat girl and poison ivy dance to wannabe by the spice girls <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. so if you're anybody yeah this is so nuts yeah so anybody like me who's a, who's a star trek fan the book just the ball queen dancing in general is just hilarious but obviously batgirl poison ivy dancing as well is just hilarious um and then <laughs> the rest of the characters including uh captains kirk and Picard, dance to nirvana's okay. it smells <laughs> like teen spirit <laughs> and then obviously it's the wow 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 Wesh stunt show plus bill and ted obviously the set the barn always blows up and it shows the show closes with kramer from seinfeld blowing up the set um and i don't know if that is a nod to the show or anything but or is clumsy in general i don't know but yeah kramer was the one to blow up um the set but yeah i think there's a very strong bill and ted this year what are you thinking i think this would have been an amazing show (laughs) <laughs> I think going into
0: this after a few beers, it would have been for a crazy half an hour.
2: Yeah, you're thinking, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> you love it. Alrighty, and then what we're going to do now, uh, we'll go into the mazes. Um, the main event, if you will, is why, it's why people go to these uh, events. So the first up was um tombs of terror now again the person who i mentioned earlier who has the youtube videos the restoration one um they have the herb facade on there as well nothing really inside just because those low lights would have been so difficult to get on those older cameras so there's not really fantastic footage inside but this was the um, earthquake um queue and this this is not confirmed but the house may have been a dual house the lines split into two separate paths at the entrance. The left side apparently had like a kitchen scene with a butcher banging his cleaver on the table. And then there's a bunch of different scares from behind different kitchen appliances um, in that room. And then it actually shows the concept art. Um, and it showed four people mourning over a coffin and carrying black umbrellas. And the rat lady was also in a glass coffin behind some pipes in the wall. Um, Also, this maze or house would take guests through a cemetery, the swamps, and through the streets of New Orleans. Uh, The cemetery supposedly featured a gravedigger, a live who was shoveling dirt uh, with realistic smells. The whole house had a New Orleans aesthetic with the houses and mansions designed to look accurate. Also included vampires, pirates, ghosts, and zombies. And the finale scene was reportedly after the graveyard scene where the two lines joined back together. Um, And then chainsaws chase you out of the maze um as well this always goes back to the um people like julie zimmerman who did who traveled down to new orleans for i guess homework if you will they wanted it to be as realistic as they possibly could, with like the new orleans architecture and they are kind of cemeteries but um this one sounds good a new orleans aesthetic it sounded like a graveyard vampires pirate ghosts zombies a dual a dual maze as well um how does this one sound, boys
1: I love them dual mazes. I know because I love nah. like getting those different experiences. Like I, I wish they would do something like that at the event. Give us, give us two lines so we can go back in and be like, oh, I did this line, or you know, the classic side or the new side or however yeah. they do it, you know. Um, but I think that's cool because it's basically two houses in one.
2: Yeah, definitely. I like it. and that one just sounds good too. Yeah.
1: All right, so then the next uh, maze or house is Hotel Hell, which was in Nazarman's. Um, basically, concept art reveals that the first room was a hotel reception where a maniacal bellhop appeared at the guests through a peephole. The kitchen scene appeared with a mad chef dressed in blood-splattered clothes and holding a bloody cleaver. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Ash, In the so in the same guy's video, he gets
2: a video of this, correct? Yeah, there's a video of it, Um, the kind of facade, the the kind of the queue line itself, and then yeah, inside also, yep.
1: Was this the one where there were actual scare actors like in the queue line? Because I feel like, I don't know if it was that one or if it was uh, one of the other ones, I'm not positive, but like you saw people like just like scare actors just hanging around like behind yeah. poles, just scaring people as they're walking mm-hmm. through.
2: <laughs> yep, this, this was this one right outside, because the, um, the actual line to get in, because there was no express back then, the line right. to get in spilled onto the actual cobbled streets of New York now where the, you know, from, from, from Sweet Revenge this year where the floats were, he kind of spilled down and they were all yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you are correct. Scare actors were interacting with guests That's around the lines and the okay. exit and the entrance to this maze, yep. Okay, cool.
1: Um, So, kitchen scene with all the blood splattered clothes and cleavers and hanging with like meat in plastic wrap all over the place. Nice. Uh, there's a bloody toilet on top of a pile of rubble with blood or water that would spritz the guests so we're starting to get those water effects now right yeah yep and, uh there's a mirror room with strobe effects that showed uh ghosts around the room to me this sounds pretty crazy and intense yeah uh, other rooms were included it was a guest room a dining room and a laundry room there was a bartender also seen uh impaled by glass and uh entrance hotel guests exiting an elevator Another room featured a one-armed butcher with mystery, mystery meat on the table. <laughs> I like that mystery meat. Um, and then future creative director Michael Michael Aiello also featured as a scare actor in this
2: house hiding in a washing machine. So a little known fact there. Clean Mike, Barry. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I think what well, you use the word, Tim, I think perfect. I think intense is what this maze definitely sounds like. It sounds like a very... Yeah. Um what's the word i'm looking for um blood everywhere um you know so much going on um yeah but intense is what this one probably like, would have been. i can't even. i can for some reason i can imagine just being hot too in there for some reason i don't know why
1: yeah like to me out of the two houses this one's probably the scariest one yeah obviously i don't know that i haven't gone through it but that's just my guess just by reading all the you know the uh-huh. detailed stuff on this house yeah
2: so. and the, the facade was pretty cool as well they had like a bunch of um it was outside the kind of nasa was the new york area and there the, was the hang, hotel the, hell. There was body parts dangling Did you see them all yes
1: yeah, so i was just going to say <laughs> there was hanging body parts like hands and feet <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know just hanging from the from the awning or whatever so very
0: cool this would have been cordless cool. since this one yeah, yeah me too and finally there was universal's uh house of horror which was located in south stage 22 the facade was a black and grey sign that said Museum of Horror and on the classic side a huge room with a gothic looking lobby with brick pillars, uh candle bras, there's it ca- candle bras, yeah, and silverware laid out what candelabra uh dark and tight jump scare corridors were used between sequences and we had Frankenstein's monster in a cage with an electric chair and he would get out when the strobes hit. This sorta of reminded me of that scene in Hellblock horror with the um the electric chair guy i sort of got that got that vibe there oh all smoky yeah all except smoky. obviously it wasn't a real character yeah. Um dracula phantom and the mummy were also reported to be featuring as well and the modern horror icon path featured scenes from the Candyman, Paula polar the exorcist and scream it's crazy it's crazy to say that's the modern side now because um, they're, <laughs> they're sort of virgin on the classic side these days um, and it also had a sci-fi area possibly the X-Files, Jason Leatherface and Freddy were also reported to be on this side of the maze but it is unconfirmed Man, Mr. Face makes an appearance
2: <laughs> <laughs> I always think with this, right The these are all kind of like first hand accounts and they are, you know, pieced together low light, not very good videos in the maze, I don't think Universal can come out and list who was in there because these were definitely not licensed the jason leatherface freddy well um x yeah you
1: know i mean when we when we talked to julie <laughs> she basically made it sound like they were using things that they shouldn't have been in the video <laughs> right. anyway so yeah they probably don't want to tell you who, who no. exactly
2: was in this <laughs> yeah and there is a couple of things the uh the frankenstein bit that um gary just touched on there are very cool that is it, there's a really good shot of that on that youtube video yes um and he's is it is in the kind of electric chair and the you know, the strobes are there and he gets up so quickly that he's in your face. That's such a good such a good use of these strobes. And the outside of this as well, there was a, a photo op. Um, I didn't know this. I didn't see it anywhere. I've now found out this because of this person's YouTube video. You could have a a picture in an electric chair. They'd uh they kind of strap you in it and it was kind of like just a photo op but at the end of this man was really very, very cool.
0: Yeah, didn't they? They gave you a wig too, or
1: something. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. I was, I was like, For that some is weird. Reason. Yeah,
0: <laughs> now I think that's something that could definitely bring back. Maybe there's a few because we've got we had the Chucky one the past few years. I think because now you get the annual photo pass. I think it would be cool to have some unique horror nights photo ops around the parks. That would be cool. I agree. that would be fun. Yeah,
1: I agree. All right, so speaking of Julie Zimmerman, let's talk about a little bit of history and stuff. Uh, in 1996, Julie Zimmerman departed to work on other projects for Universal, uh, which basically led to Jason, is it Searle or Sorrell? Searle, yeah. And James Michael Roddy taking the, uh, the reins, if you will, of, of co-creative directors for this year's event. Uh, this started the tradition of a house bible, which would intricately link each sequence or room of a haunted house to one story or narrative. Um, this Bible sounds awesome. The Bible contained yep. everything on how a house should look, feel, smell, and ultimately how it would scare the crap out of guests. Searle uh, stated, ensuring a unity of time and place was essential. It would be this year that we started to treat the houses as full-blown attractions. No detail was spared. That's amazing. Yeah. That comment right there is just amazing. So right there, there's your beginning of the universal saying okay we know we have a hit we know we need to get the details into every single maze
2: yeah i I, absolutely i think they're going for everything here they want to get these mazes right like you just mentioned like you know smell touch taste feel you know all the kind of senses they want you to feel going through these yeah
1: yeah (laughs) and and like i said when if, if you guys like we'll we'll post the links if you watch this guy's videos, you can actually see like the event is just it's it's crowded. So for only have I mean granted it only had 3 3 houses, three shows, a scare zone, you know, it's it's basically in its infancy still, right? Maybe toddler <laughs> stage, you know. Yeah. Um but you you can see they know like they have a hit, especially with, you know, this house bible and everything that's going along with it
2: yeah I, w- I would love to have a have a little read through this Bible you imagine but yeah ultimate guest experience is what they're going for uh you know if they are gonna do it right do we know gonna have a hit hands. do we know if the house Bible still exists like
1: is this like an actual thing every year now Good I would question. imagine I would imagine or some kind of I, I maybe it's not called the house Bible anymore but maybe you know some kind of equal book or something I mean it has to right if you're doing 10 houses every year, like you got to have some kind of blueprint
2: to go well, off. Yeah, correct. That yeah, that's a good word. It kind of like yeah, they'll kind of like how is this going to look? How is it going to smell? How is it going to, you know, and then go back to the roots. Yeah, I, yeah, they've, they've they've got to when they sit down for their little creative kind of meetings, I would assume they're using the same things absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, that is Halloween Horror Nights Seven Frightmares. Um, you know, when you get when you only have three mazes, one zone, you know, these kind of earlier history pieces are going to be relatively relatively short. You know, for lack of a better term, but a couple of other stuff um, to kind of finish off what we've known uh, since now in Pantages, which is the um, horror makeup show, they had something called Cyber Mirror. Uh, Tim did touch on it when he. Kindly went back in time. Um, now, this was sponsored by Kodak. Do, do Kodak even exist anymore? Do you know those? I think they do, right? They're Kodak? Yeah, it's still a thing I company. Think so. uh so. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah Kodak, Kodak, they have Kodak areas in the park where you could go and get, do you know, those? your film developed um, in the park. They still, I don't know if they have those today, but either way they used to. But Kodak presented um, the kind of Cyber Mirror experience in the horror makeup show area. And again, um, I'm sorry if I'm going on this, the person who I mentioned, he has like eight minutes of footage from Cyber Mirror, which is, again, like a relic. It's basically those kind of funhouse mirrors where he kind of distorts your body, your face, but he's done digitally through like screens all over the walls, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, Soundstage 54, uh, there was a new series, um, Frankenstein miniseries from NBC. So they did promote that through the House of Frankenstein. Um, and then also, one thing that was pretty cool as well, one of the days, because that person did two days, one of them, he did, he did Stay and Scream. And the Stay and Scream had like scare actors in it and it had like hooded, hooded scare actors playing like music. And I mean, do you, th- do you think that would be a pretty cool touch to have something in there, whether it's kind of like active music with scare actors or scare actors interacting with guests or do you just want to just kind of chill before the uh the kind of evening starts I and mean, what what would you think about that one?
1: I'm in I would I would love to have like watching that video and you could see like I don't know what are they like they look like monks with like white, face, and, like, white faces white faces black yeah. eyes yeah Um, but just hanging out playing music and you know obviously you can see they're interacting with the crowd and stuff I don't know I just think it would make time go by a little bit quicker because you know we all get in Stay and Scream, you know, when it opens because we all want to get up front for whatever house is going to be, you know, you're getting let out into. And how many times do we sit there and we're just like, you know, you can't really move because it's yeah. crowded. But if they had and something, go- Yeah, and hot. But if they had something going on and like characters walking around or even just music playing, you know, like a band walking around, I-, I think that'd be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'd love to see something like that. I know it might be a bit difficult now because there's like three, I think... They only had one last time. I think it was the, the New York area. I believe it was the New York area that staying in Scream. Now they have three. Um, you know, maybe more now, but yeah, logistically, might be uh, yeah. a bit scary. But that's the so cool. Uh, so cool to have that little touch. And also, it kind of stretches as well to how integrated they want their event to be from the moment you pull up to park to getting into the actual event itself. So when you actually pull up to park, the parking attendants all had makeup on and costumes on as they're letting you into park. Also, the ticket attendants were letting you into the park all have makeup on. Bring that back. They're all dressed up as well.
0: That would yeah. be so
1: cool. I'm so I'm so glad you brought this up because watching that video, that was like one of the biggest things I took away from it is like when they were going through the ticket, you know, to, to scan their tickets and whatnot. All the people working are dressed up for Halloween. Yep it was awesome yeah.
2: yeah like gary said bring that back i mean it's just the old, real the whole integration now is just like it. it's just one big story they're trying to give you um you know from like i said the minute you drive up to park to getting actually into the physical park itself yeah very very cool i agree uh bring this one back and tim did you <laughs> it's funny because i took a screenshot <laughs> of the pride did you see how much it was to park no i did not <laughs> six dollars for the auto damn what is it and... now 22 <laughs> i think it's right? oh, i think 22? it's more than that oh well, is it more than that 22? is it 30 i think it's close to 30 than it is 20 i'm pretty sure i don't
1: pay attention because you know being a pass holder you're just like right fast like get me through i don't even look at it
2: so yeah i think it, i think it's uh, yeah so six dollars and then campers and rvs were seven dollars so there you go um and then one final thing was outside the um what is now cafe La Bamba, um, this was pretty cool. There was like a, sm- where the little fountain is in front of what is now Cafe La Bamba, they had like a smoking kind of skull head in the middle of the fountain. And that place was a was a, was a themed kind of Halloween barbecue place. Um, and then that kind of skull was outside and scare actors were around that skull and the scare actors were kind of interacting with you as you were going in um, to the food as well i saw theming was just top top notch even what's this now 23 24 25 years ago now the theming was just top top notch um even going to get food as well um yeah so that's that's it that's pretty much all the kind of miscellaneous things that i've you couldn't really fit anywhere else and kind of found out since you know we put all these notes together but strong year what is your what are your thoughts on this year holistically as a whole
1: I like it. I this this was a this would have been a fun year to to actually attend. Yeah, it like, sounds like it would have been a strong think, year. Yeah,
2: very strong. Yeah, and I know, Tim, you've already gone back in time, so you might be a little bit biased. But I mean, if you could pick, let's pick one maze or house, and let's pick one scare zone or show. So you can only pick one scare zone or show, and one maze. Gary, what are you? If you have the you know the bill and tear, if we have the time time machine which maze are you going to and then which show or um, Midway the Bazaar basically that Sony are you going to I want to see Mike Mike Gallo in a washing machine so
0: (laughs) 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 So that's where I'm going with that and then I really want to see a parade as well so those are my choices there you go ooh right. I'm with Gary
1: I I, want to go to Hotel Hell as well because I just think this house sounds amazing and you know, just like he said, we'll get to see Michael Aiello in a flipping washing machine. What? I'm I a, would, yeah. As much as I would love to pick the parade, I think this year I'm picking Bill and Ted. Yeah, I just, I just think the the insanity of what is going on in that show for this year um, is too good not to
2: go back and watch that. Yeah, I am definitely piggy piggybacking on YouTube, I'm going to Hotel Hell, Uh, the other two, um, you know, um, Tombs of Terror, and then Universal's Museum of Horror, are both pretty unique, because they both had dual mazes, but yeah, just that Hotel Hell just sounds, it just sounds creepy, it sounds intense, it's bloody, it's messy, and yeah, just to see Mike in a washing machine would be That'd be pretty cool also so I'm definitely going there and I think yeah I'm a Star Trek guy Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween Adventure and 1997 seemed like a a top-notch year for uh pop culture it seems' there's uh, you know a ton of a ton of villains a ton of um heroes uh popular ones as well to join Bill and Ted. because sometimes you know you you know you get really a slow year pop culture wise and some of the Bill and Ted's not, not that they don't, not that they don't hit, but you can't really resonate with it because you're not sure, you know, or you're not really connected to some of the characters. But yeah, sure. this one I would definitely go see that one um, itself. But yeah, that's it. Always frightmares. Oh, you know what? To be a little bit cheeky, you could hang out in Hollywood where the Chainsaw Drill Team was. You could also, you actually could catch frightmares from there as well, just because it's right in front of you, the other stage. And if you hang out there long enough. The parade will pass you by. So, kind of three things in one. If you're cheating, <laughs> <laughs> who do you trying to do? Just this a thought.
0: Now? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And on yes. that on that note, I think that wraps up Horror Night Seven. Um, who am I going to pick on this? Strong week? ear,
2: strong ear. Ash, Tim. Oh. Where can people find us? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are. We are at Rip Tour Podcast on Twitter, Instagram um we're also we will drop our discord link as well we normally drop it kind of intermittently you know throughout the month just because i mean how many people are in there now Gar- i know you mentioned we'll, it on the actual discord we're app, over 100
0: people now inside the wow um so we're building quite a nice little community
2: yeah and it's really cool as well because even if we are not active for that kind of time period there are people talking to each other sharing photos sharing um, even, not just horror. Even like kind of like horror pop culture stuff, talking about the movie, you know, movies that are out. Yeah, I did it I, now I, as well. I did some
0: work on the Discord um this week, so I've added a few more sections just to so people's you know comments and stuff didn't get lost. So there's different sort of chat rooms if you want. There's like yeah, yeah. we've got a speculation one. There's a movie pop culture one, just a general chat for anything. Uh, photography, there's loads of different places people are hanging out, talking all different things not just horror nights, so we just wanted a fun safe place, everyone can hang out online and ask us questions and stuff like that and just, you know, talk back to all
2: our listeners, basically Yeah Yeah, so there you go, Gary's tidied up the uh, Discord a little bit, so that should be uh, fun in there, we're also, we do have a YouTube We we haven't posted up to that, you know in a long time, you know, hopefully this is the year we can kind of beef that up uh, as well also Spreadshirt we're on there TikTok um, yeah so find us come and find us interact with us we're on Twitter we all have access to that as well so any questions or is that that come and, yeah. come, and uh, come and join us and if you do like the show please leave us a
0: 5 star rating um, I believe we are now over 100 ratings 5 star on Spotify which is just awesome Um and, and we have over 100 ratings on iTunes as well which just blows my mind wow but yeah, very, very happy. Uh, so, thank you again, everyone who listens. And uh, we're going to wrap this one up now before we bore you to sleep. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you in the next one. Bye. 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 Bye.